welcome on in to another episode of Road to Tokyo. He has dominated the Commonwealth Games stage. He's looking to do the same at the Olympics and soon he will make his pro debut. Joining me today is New Zealand boxer David Nika. Kia ora, David. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, thanks for coming in. I'm really interested to hear about uh, your boxing journey here, especially with um, your pro debut on the cards, but we will get into that um, a little later. Let's start with your road to Tokyo, excuse the pun. Um, take us back to March 2020, when you literally had to, you know, journey around the world to qualify for the Games. Describe that moment. Yeah, it was, um, it was a, it was a bit of a, um, I don't know, I, I don't think I'm allowed to swear, swear <laughs> on the show. But, um, no, it wasn't great, it was, it was pretty bumpy, but um, we got there in the end, there was a, a bunch of hoops we had to jump through in order to get to the qualifiers, um, uh, and then to actually qualify was, was a, massive, a massive achievement for me. But um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. And um, I, I think the, the, the journey's really kind of been dragged out, and it's been, it's been pretty tough, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of other athletes in the, are in the same boat. Um, but hey, I'm I'm one of the ones that that kind of like made the qualification. So yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, big tick. Now, of course, the road was quite bumpy because March 2020, if we can all remember, COVID was just starting yeah. to hit the world, and you're trying to qualify for an Olympic Games outside of the country. So, how tough was that? And what kind of you know procedural things, if there were any back then, did you and the team have to take? Yeah, I, I kind of waffle around the subject because I honestly can't even remember all the hoops we had to jump through. We um, we initially had a camp in Thailand before we flew, before we were scheduled to fly into Wuhan, China for the qualifiers. Um, and I think it was two days before we flew out of this training camp that um, the the uh, the virus had spread and like taken over Wuhan pretty much. And so they said, oh, well, we have to pull the plug. Um, and from there, we got sent home and we were kind of like, OK, so what now? Yeah. Um, and they basically, within a, a week or so, they uh, rescheduled the, the qualifier for Aman Jordan. And so we're like, OK, right. so, <laughs> uh, reset. And then we uh, found a training camp in Italy, which I don't know if you remember, was the second place the mm, virus hit that's right. and spread through. So um, as soon as we got to this, uh, this training camp in Italy, um, the Borders started closing down, the airports started closing down, and we had to, um, we actually, I think we were kind of trying to do it on the sneaky, we're trying to sneak out of, um, uh, uh, out of Rome into Amman, Jordan, with the consent from uh, the Jordanian Internal Affairs or whatever, the Olympic Committee. Um, I don't really know all the ins and outs, like, but um, <laughs> I just remember being at the airport holding my our, uh, national coach's phone, trying to send these uh, over WhatsApp, send these these um, files to the Jordanian Olympic Committee, then back to New Zealand, and they didn't have Wi-Fi, and they, oh, it, was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Wow, and I mean, you're there to, well, trying to get there to qualify for what I'm guessing is, you know, one of your dreams and your... Yeah boxing career and you're worrying about this, what did it feel like when you finally got over the line and you're like, okay, after all of that, I've done it? Yeah, it was, um, so I, I lost my granddad in the week leading up to the, to the, to the final, um, which was, which is another, uh, just another one of those obstacles that kind of make everything a little bit more, uh, a little bit tougher, but it, it did make the, the end result 
that much sweeter, you know, um, and I knew he would have been super proud. Um, but yeah, just to just to get through all that, um, it was pretty surreal, pretty surreal. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to have to do it again. That's <laughs> that's why this whole process being drawn out has made it um, so much more difficult. You know, I uh, having qualified and coming home, and I think that it would have been the day after we got home from the qualifiers mm. that New Zealand went into lockdown. Yeah. So, we, and in some regards we were lucky, but in other ways uh, it was kind of stink because we. I, you know, I didn't get to see my family. I didn't get to celebrate with uh, my friends. Um, and then, and then once once the postponement was announced of the Olympics, uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well at least I've qualified. And so I was still riding this um, this high. Yeah. And then it wasn't until we came out of lockdown that I was like, oh wow, this is going to be another another yeah. year of um, of hard slog. And you know, I've been um, I was I was struggling leading up to the qualifiers just just with my sanity, really. Um, like, kind of working towards this massive goal that had been so elusive until then, and then to have uh, attained um, a big chunk of my goal, which is just qualifying for the Olympics. And now I've got the challenge of uh, drawing this dream out for another year when I uh, had really intended to turn professional four or five years ago, you know? Now it's just adding an extra year. So, um, yeah, kind of annoying, but uh, I think we're probably in the best place in the world right now to to be uh, just to be living, I guess. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, and I, I know that a lot of our athletes are struggling with, you know, um, being so isolated on this this side of the world. But you know, we could be uh, having a much crappier time. That's it. Well, in comparison to the mm. rest of the world, right? I mean, the announcement came that you know Tokyo 2020 wouldn't be taking place last year. Other athletes have spoken about, you know, when you prepare for an Olympics, you get to a point, you know, before the date where you're peaking and you're good to go. Were you kind of in a boat where, you know, when you hit the reset button, I mean, where do you go to yeah, from here? It's yeah. even, it's hard to even ask the question. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Like, um, with boxing, the qualification is so close to the actual Olympic mm. Games. Um, and to be quite honest, there was no way I was going to be able to peak within the next two months for the Olympic Games. So um, boxing is just one of those sports where you have to be able to like roll with the punches. Sorry to be like lame, <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, you kind of have to be able to just uh, adapt to whatever whatever's thrown at you. And so this was another one of those things. Um, the only difference is we fight for nine minutes, but this is going to take a whole extra year, you know. Um, and it's it's always it's always been a tough sport, but it's uh, so much easier when you're enjoying it, you know, so um, the fact that we're able to train with uh, with our friends uh, with our training partners We're able to travel and uh, compete still is a massive deal. So um, Yeah, I'm really positive about that and I'm looking forward to the next few months, especially with some um, exciting stuff in the works Yeah, cool. So Essentially, you've become the 31st New Zealand athlete to qualify for the for boxing um, for the Olympics in New Zealand. Oh, wow. That's news uh, to me. That's pretty cool. You're welcome. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long has this been a dream for you? Or, I mean, you've competed at the Commonwealth Games. You've you know competed well. You've won medals. Mm. But how long has the Olympics been a dream for you? Uh, yeah, probably since I was like a little kid. I I remember when I was um. I might have been 12 years old. I was I was running. I was doing um, cross country and road running, and I I realised that the the world champion at the time, uh, Halle Gabriel Selassie, was uh, five foot three, and he was 
the marathon yeah. world record holder, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm five foot three. I think I'm going to be a marathon runner. I think I'm going to win a gold, a gold medal at the Olympics for uh, for the marathon. And now six foot <laughs> six foot four or something. Um, that's kind of gone out the window. But I've I've always wanted to uh, be an athlete. I've always wanted to um, represent New Zealand. Um, I've always wanted to. Uh, I guess use whatever um, talents I have uh, to the best of my ability and you know I've got a supportive family and a, obviously a, a great network in New Zealand um, where you know you've got uh, such great talent and such great support from the public um, it's such an honour just to be to be able to do this so yeah. uh, I guess that's one of the huge motivators for so many young Kiwi athletes is uh, knowing that they can uh, that they're that close to you know being um, an international athlete. Yeah. What's the latest that you've heard from the IOC about, you know, going to Tokyo this year? Because it's still not signed, sealed and delivered, is yeah. it? Yeah. I kind of, uh, I kind of had to check out, to be honest. I was yeah. uh, kind of in a place where I was like, uh, if I read into too much of what's going on and the politics of, you know, we put this much money into um, the Olympics and this is why it has to happen and this is why it can't happen. Mm. It's like, it's not my job. <laughs> I, I, my job's to, to punch people in the face. So it's it's um it's a kind of sport where if you if you if you divide your attention and start sending it elsewhere, it's it can be pretty dangerous, mm. like literally. So um, I'm very aware that uh, I only have uh, a, a, a finite bandwidth. You know, I can't really um, pay too much attention to that. But as far as I'm concerned, it's happening, um, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna roll with that. So yeah, uh, yeah I. I Obviously, you just have to be as prepared as I can be. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like I said, we're in a great position to be able to compete and train um, across, the, across the nation. Well, another great advantage that you have with this is the decision to have your first pro fight as well. When I first heard that you were having your pro debut, I was like, oh, wow, like, after all of this, he's not going to go to the Olympics? You know, that was my first thought. Yeah. And I think it was a thought for uh, many others as well. Just explain how it's possible for you to make your pro debut and still compete at the Olympics. Yeah, so um, I think from 2016 uh, at the Rio Olympics, they first started introducing professional boxers into the amateur boxing scene. But the, the issue was, was that um, a lot of the professional boxers, they were... Uh, accustomed to a slightly different style of boxing, a slightly faster pace, um, and a lot of them didn't actually quali couldn't qualify for the Olympics because of the, the obviously the skill level and it's a different sport. Um, but uh, this time around, um, a lot of amateur boxers have realised, oh, okay, we have the opportunity to turn professional, make a bit of coin, and still go to the Olympics. And um, as you can imagine, at uh, times like these with COVID and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, financially, it makes a lot of sense to make a bit of coin and uh, achieve this massive dream, which is uh, an Olympic Games. So um, I wasn't sure about it at first uh, because I really wanted to, you know, have a, a clear black and white, you know, amateur today and I'm professional tomorrow. Yeah. But um, I've been a professional amateur for the last uh, five, five Six years, six right. years I've been a professional amateur. I've been doing this uh, for a living. Um, so I kind of had to, um, I don't know, eat my pride a little bit and actually make the decision to, to have a pro bout um, and start, uh, kind of kickstart my professional uh, mm -hmm. career and my professional journey. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects me down the line, but um, it's just a gamble and that's mm. what the, the sport's all about.
It's especially during these times as well. Mm. I mean, that's all you really can do. I remember talking to you, I think it was Commonwealth Games time where you were, you know, there was a bit of a, um, a throw up as to whether boxing would even make the games back mm. then with the news that was going around mm. with boxing at that time. Um, so it's not like this is, you know, shock horror. No. We all knew that, you know, eventually David Nika was going to make it to make his pro debut. How did the opportunity present itself to you? Did you, you know, put yourself forward to promoters that this is the path you wanted to take? Were you approached or how did it happen? Um, I've, I've kind of always had uh, people in the, in the background that, are, that have, I guess, expressed um, their interest in, in me joining, um, you know, their promotions or whatever. But um, uh, it kind of... To be honest, I don't even remember. It's it's quite anticlimactic, you know. Um, <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's boring. But um, no, it was. Uh, I'd been talking to um, to Joseph for quite a while, and he was kind of uh, telling me about the. Um, he's well, I guess he was basically just being. Um, he was concerned that uh, you know a lot of boxers get mistreated um, in that transition from amateur to professional boxing. So. Um, to have him him actually approach me and say, hey, like, um, if you ever need anything, just let me know. Um, and I guess it kind of um, stemmed from that. You know, I got talking to uh, his promoter, David Higgins, um, and it looked like an opportunity that would uh, be really beneficial to me. Uh, I guess being in a, uh, a minority sport in a small nation where, you know, I've got two, maybe three opponents across the board, um, that I've already, you know, I've already beaten. It's it's quite hard to see how I'm going to get the best development leading up to the Olympics. So um, I, I, then I realised I was like, well, there are a lot of professional boxers out there, and yeah. um, and uh, you know, what better way to prepare for for an Olympic Games than to uh, fight against uh, some some tough guys? And mm. obviously, the sport's very slightly it's slightly different. It's n it's not as different as people would. Um, would uh, guess because it's, you know, it's still like hand to face yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I've basically just decided that I'm going to get better competition, um, turning professional, and I might even make a bit of money. So, yeah. <laughs> win-win. Yeah. <laughs> um, the professional boxing world, as you well know, is very, very different to the amateur world, and I know you haven't had your debut yet but have you experienced any of those differences yet? I know um, with your fight coming up next month, um, there's already a bit of drama, there's already the verbal sparring, a lot of media attention, which isn't so prevalent in your yeah. amateur boxing career. Mm. So how do you deal with that? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm <laughs> going to find out as I go, I think. Yeah. But um, I, I think I'm going to take the nice guy approach. I don't think I can be... Um, I don't think it's, uh, it's healthy to be, try to be anyone that you're not, so... Um, you know, I always wish my opponents the very best when I fight them, and um, uh, when money's involved, I hope you know, like they can make it home safe and they can feed their families. And I don't know if, like, obviously that's what I want to do for a living, um, and I have to do that better than everyone else. But um, to compromise, you know, my integrity and who I am—that's not something that I'm interested in doing. You know, I'm uh, quite happy with, uh, I guess, just being being Dave. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting. It's exciting, and like I I got like goosebumps, and I started sweating, and then I started shaking when I started he uh, hearing the the um, the banter go up, and I was like, wow, this is <laughs> that's pretty exciting. But yeah. um, yeah, no, it's all it's all fun and games, really. Mm.
It's very, I mean, again, compared to the amateur ranks, you know, a lot of it is entertainment mm. driven. Mm. And I don't think we really have that that nice guy, the I hope you go home to your family and be safe kind yeah. of character yet. So this might work in your favour. It, mi it, <laughs> might, it might, it might not. No, I think it will. I think it will because um, the difference is, is that uh, I guess I have a platform to actually, um, you know, show the, the nicer side of uh, a very, like, violent and brutal sport. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of the time those nice guys don't actually speak up and they don't, um, it, obviously it's, it's not entertaining uh, a lot of the time. So um, if I can make it, make it entertaining, then, then I'll do that, you know. <laughs> um, and it, it also helps being, being good at what I do. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna, you know, sell myself, but um, I'm gonna do it in a way that uh, maintains my integrity. David, nice guy, Nika, perhaps. I, that's, <laughs> I'm trying to get the handle off Instagram. Yeah. I'm trying. I found the guy, but um, I'm gonna have to message him and be like, "Hey, can I like have your name?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, straight just up. I'm, I'm dead serious. I've had a look at it. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's got a ring to it. Mm. And I haven't. Yeah. There's Nika. Nika. Not, yeah. The nice guy, Nika. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Actually, that does it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> this is this is my job. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the logistics of things, because when you go into the pro world, of course, you're having um, a coach and a manager and promoters, and there's a lot of external input into what happens um, on a fight night and mm. your build-up. I'm not too sure if I'm right in saying this, but you've pretty much been your own coach for a little yeah. while. Yeah, so how does about, that all work? It's been about three, three and a bit years I've been... Um, Pretty much self-managed, you know. I've uh, I've organised sparring for straight after this this podcast, um, and I've kind of taken it uh, into my own hands to like uh, decide how the best way is to develop into the the best athlete I can be. So it's been pretty tough. Um, obviously, it takes a lot more um, self-management, uh, a bit of like more responsibility, obviously. But um, it's it's been okay. It's been it's. I've been humbled by the sport, and I, I, keep, I say that wherever I go. It's like uh, one of those sports that if you've been around it long enough, you know, you've, you've had your ass kicked a little bit. <laughs> and it's really hard not to be, to be humbled by that experience. So, um, yeah, I guess I've really just uh, had, to, had to grow up and just figure it out as I go. And I'm, I'm still not sure what I'm doing most of the time, but yeah. um, it seems to be working. So, yeah, yeah that's a positive. <laughs> Talking about your camp at the moment, um, you're currently training mm. with um, Cairo George, who many New Zealanders know on the mm. um, boxing scene as well. So talk about camp and how that's all been going. Yeah, so um, Cairo's been a, uh, a great addition to, to my camp and I've, I've more so kind of inserted myself into, into his space and he's um, been uh, a really great guy to have around in terms of... Uh, being more of a uh, more of a friend than a than a coach, you know, we're we're a gym of fighters, and so we uh, we know how each other. Well, I guess we know how we operate, and so having someone that isn't so much a, um, uh, an authority over me is 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 a real positive, you know, because I've learned I've been doing this for 11 years next month now, so um, I know exactly what. Uh, what works for me and what doesn't, and to have someone that kind of allows uh, for that that kind of movement is is, is really good. And I've, obviously, I've got my 
brother and my father both looking after me, my strength and conditioning coach. Um, and I've got my manager and I've, I've got quite a tight-knit tight -knit team at the yeah. moment and I'm, and I'm quite happy with that. But um, I guess uh, looking uh, past 2021, I'll probably be looking to go, to go abroad and uh, kind of uh, look at finding, a, finding another gym or just another environment um, that will bring the best out of me, I guess. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, like I said, we are, we are quite um, isolated here in New Zealand and boxing isn't a massive sport. Like, like uh, Joseph, for example, goes and lives in, the, in Vegas yeah. um, to get the best, the best sparring, to get, I guess he just has better access to, to better, uh, better training. So um, that's definitely something that I'll, I'll look at in the near future. But at the moment, I'm kind of, I've, yeah, like I said, I've just been making do. And um, this extra year has just made that that little bit harder, but uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that it'll make the, the reward just that little bit sweeter. Well, it's always good to have a little backup plan, yeah, you know. Exactly. It's important in, mm. in any sporting person's career, especially. Mm. Um, you've mentioned Joseph Parker a couple of times, and you have been uh, a sparring partner for him. You've been a sparring partner for nearly all our top-class heavyweights mm. in the country right now. Have things changed now that you've become perhaps the shark in the tank with them all as far as possible opponents in the future goes? Um, I don't think so. I think, I, I think I'll... At least the first half of my career will be as a cruiserweight, um, which is the division just below that. Um, but I like to, I like to think that I'm a, a good addition to their camps, um, and having worked with uh, just about all of the top guys in the heavyweight division, um, I know that we've got so much talent uh, through this country. So I, I think there are going to be more exciting times to come. Um, and yeah, I I, lo I I think I'm a some small shark. <laughs> Baby I thrash shark. around a lot, yeah, baby shark. I'm just thrashing <laughs> around in the tank, but um, uh, it's been it's been great working with all those guys, um, and yeah, I look forward to to getting more work with with all of them. But um, yeah, I guess that it does become, you know, there's a, there's a business behind it all, yeah. and so all of a sudden you don't want to be stepping on certain people's toes at the wrong time, you know. So, baby shark. <laughs> It's exciting. It's exciting yeah. to know that we um, we have another, you know, great New Zealand boxer. I mean, you've been around for ages, but to know that, you know, there's another, you know, it's it's rolling over and mm. there's another great surge of, of boxers um, coming through because long has it been, you know, the heavyweights have pretty much kind of dominated New Zealand yeah. boxing sport in terms of attention and light. So yeah. you get a bit of attention now. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I think the, the cruiserweight division's starting to light up across the world and it's, it's, it's quite open at the moment, so um, it's, not, it's not a long, long distance to the, to the world title and I don't think it'll take more than five years to get to the top, so um, that's why this year was kind of like, oh, really want to <laughs> really get, uh, get stuck in, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting few years, but I'm looking forward to uh, putting on some, some great shows for, for the New Zealand public, I guess, yeah. Cool. Um, your opponent hasn't been announced yet, but what can you tell us about this, this person that mm. will be stepping in the ring with you next um, Yeah, I like I said, I don't want to scare him off, but um, <laughs> uh, at the moment we've found a guy that's um, undefeated and he's tough and he's durable, so um, that was kind of one of the most important things for me was that uh, I'll have someone that can actually bring the best out of me. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty. It'll be a pretty straightforward game plan, and I kind of just always try to do what I do best, as opposed to um, adapting to other people's styles. So it should be fun.
Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how important is it for you to get the W on debut? Oh, you have to. You, you definitely have to. It, um, I think there'd be a lot of uh, a lot of people would be pretty upset if I didn't <laughs> if I didn't win on my debut. So um, obviously that's always a um, you know it's always a, there's always going to be pressure in boxing, but that's um, that's kind of what what makes or breaks an athlete. And I've been doing it for. I think I've had 94 fights now, so wow. it's like um, I feel I feel like an old head. I've still got my my brain still intact, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've I've been around the sport long enough to to not let that pressure get to me. Good. Well, spoken like a true professional. Mm -hmm. In terms of the IOC, though, um, the nationals next weekend, uh, boxing nationals will be held in Wellington. What will be your participation in that uh, next weekend? Yeah, so I'll be I'll be turning up um, and I'll be weighing and I'll be marking my territory even if there's no one else there. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to just catching up with the uh, the New Zealand boxing community. It's I feel like it's, it's been a long time since we kind of all got together. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be great just to catch up with everyone. And if I get a fight or two, that'd be great. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be training right through and then back into uh, Joseph. Parker's kit. Exciting, exciting mm. times ahead for you, David. Can't wait to see what comes of this year. Um, really, really hoping that the Olympics takes off for you. This is, you know, this is the year for you. Well, it's supposed to be 2020, but all, um, all the very best for the year ahead. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cheers. And Fano, don't forget that next weekend, January 20th to the 23rd, will be the New Zealand Boxing Nationals. This will be streamed live on Sky Sport Next. The finals will be live on Sky Sport 9. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Kona mai.